Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is October 30th, 2021. Tomorrow is Halloween. I'm not dressing up, if you're wondering. I think you are. Never been a big Halloween guy. Really never did it. No. When I was a kid, I did. I loved it for the candy. But I'm not really a dress-up guy. What can I say? All right, I'm going to turn this music down. I'm going to start getting into my podcast. So how is everyone doing? You know, I had a very, very good day today. Uh, I had an interesting day today when I, um, I guess when I woke up <laughs> and I uh, got my guinea pig out of the cage, his head was tilted to the left, kind of severely. Now, the day before, his head was fine. But <laughs> today, uh, right before I went riding bike with my cousin um, and my dad, his head was tilted. And uh, so I started to look up on the internet, you know, what were the reasons why his head could be tilted. And it kind of scared me because, it, you know, there was, number one, they said oh, he could have an ear infection that really affected his equilibrium. Number two, it could be a tumor. Number three, it could be pneumonia. And I went down the list. I mean, it could be actually death-defying. And I, and I like my little guinea pig, you know. You can kind of hear him eating in the background right now. And, uh, and then I started to kind of think the worst things and uh, all that. And then I, um, but, but I still yet, you know, took care of him, gave him some water. And then I, uh, I just went biking. And I hoped for the best when I came back, maybe he would be better. When I, went, when I come back from biking, well, his head, it's still a little tilting. It's not as bad as it was before. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm still going to take care of him. And if anything, go, if he gets worse, then of course, I'm going to take him to the doctor. And I'm still reading online about all of these nightmare situations of what could actually, you know, kill my guinea pig, right, in a way, or just, you know, be the end of it. And my, my guinea pig's not very old. It's not even a year old. And I thought, man, this is going to be really horrible. I mean, one of the things they were saying that, you know, guinea pigs are blind. Uh, usually when their heads are tilted, uh, most of the time, 99% of the time, that means they're blind. Uh, 1% of the time, it means they have an ear infection. Uh, sometimes it means they have pneumonia. And if they're breathing through their mouth or they're not eating or, or, or being very uh, lazy and just kind of curling up in the corner, it's really not a good sign. And my guinea pig was just, you know, it was still running around, you know, eating. Uh, the poop looked a little weird. And that, that kind of bothered me because usually, you know, the guinea pigs need to have good poop. Uh, good. They make very equal size poop, right? And uh, so anyway, um, uh, I ended up going out with my, uh, with a, uh, my friend, Pitmaster Keith. And when, we, when I return home, my guinea pig's fine. So right now, my guinea pig's head is straight as an arrow. Uh, has maybe a small, like, one-degree tilt every now and then, but it's nothing like what it was earlier. That tilt corrected itself. And uh, here I am left wondering, what in the world caused that? Now, apparently, it was something, I guess, in their equilibrium that kind of made my guinea pig kind of tilt its head and not feel comfortable. But now it's eating, it's running around, it's jumping, you know, jumping over obstacles and, you know, kind of like doing these, you know, laps, what they call zooming. And he's actually pretty good right now. So um, I think I kind of dodged a bullet there. But again, I'm wondering what happened. So back up a few days, uh, we're actually remodeling remodeling our house over here and we're installing uh, new flooring. And this new flooring is pretty interesting because it uses these little... They, they smoothen out the concrete, then they throw all these little plastic chips over that look like stones, but they're really not. They're like flat plastic chips. They smoothen it out, and they put this 
polyurethane uh, compound on top of it to kind of smoothen everything out, to make everything hard. And that polyurethane compound is so strong. Um, when I walked into the house after they installed it, this one room, and, and we're going to do the entire house, <laughs> I got pretty dizzy really quick. And I said, whoa, I need to walk out of here. My asthma was triggered just by a, a, little, a little. And I looked up on the internet, and yeah, lo and behold, polyurethane, when it's curing, when it's drying, it can cause lightheadedness. Uh, it can cause you know heart palpitations. Um, it is strong. And uh, it can cause dizziness in humans. Well, whatever affects us affects, for the most part, guinea pigs. Um, so I took my guinea pigs. I took my bird outside in the front of the in front of the um, the driveway. Now they were fine for the for the whole day. Uh, I mean, so when, when I took them out, there was no dizziness. But the entire room. Uh, now my 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 desk and my guinea pig were on the right side of the house, and we're remodeling the left side of the house slowly. We're gonna make it make its way over to my side. Um, but the, the smell was so strong that the right side of their house was being affected as much as the left. That's how strong this was. If I walk out in the middle of the street, it smelled like a meth lab. That's how strong this, this, uh, this actually smelled. So anyway, um, I, I put my guinea pig back in the cage and I, it, it sounds okay. It's, it's being its normal self. And then all of a sudden, you know, again, I wake up tomorrow and I'm wondering, why did this happen maybe? And then, and I didn't clean its cage. And I'm thinking right now that some of these polyurethane, you know, chemicals or something like that uh, kind of settled into her water, settled into her food, maybe even her cage, and uh, just made that a cesspool of just a very minor, I guess, I guess minor amount of polyurethane uh, that would be enough to affect her, her um I guess her her diet, her not even even her equilibrium probably went into the water. She's drinking the water is not too good. I didn't change it, and so I changed out the entire cage. And um, yeah, she's fine. She's hundred percent fine. So you know, I go back and look at this guinea pig tilt thing and all that, and the head tilting thing. And um, you know, a lot of times when they're saying this head tilt, head tilt, it, it doesn't disappear right away. Uh, this head tilt, this it was within the day. You know, she's good. You know, so apparently there was, it's something that was just very, very much temporary. It affected her for a very temporary time. I'm happy my guinea pig is a-okay. So I like my guinea pig. You know, I know it's not going to live that long, but I like it while it's alive. You know, I'm not a dog person. I was a cat person. My cats died, you know. It's tough when animals die. Even my, when my, um, I was taking care of my friend's guinea pig, uh, she gifted it to me and uh, before she left to Texas. So I had a guinea pig, and it died within about a year and a half of having her. And it did hit me really hard. You know, um, you know I'm, I don't think I deal really good with animal deaths very well. Um, strangely enough, when it comes to humans passing away, I think I'm kind of more okay with it, even though it does hit me a little more hard. But sometimes, you know, I'm not sure what, what to say. I mean, I hate to say, you know, when animals pass away, it hits me harder, but it just feels that way. I'm not sure if you feel that way. So I just needed to get that off my chest to talk about it. I hope you, hope you guys kind of enjoyed that part. But what I really want to talk about today is kind of about where this nation is heading right now. Um, I don't like it, folks. I really don't like it. I'm kind of scared. Um... I'm not sure if America, I'm not sure if my company uh, can handle more of this. Uh, now, I'm going to cut to commercial because I need to pay the bills, but I'm going to get right back into this. So make sure you join me after I come back from plugging Anchor and then my own company. But uh, it's really scary because this Build Back Better um, 
I guess, mantra that Joe Biden and his entire team keep, I guess, keep trumpeting from the, I guess, from the balcony out there. It's not good for America. It's really not good. All right, people, I am going to cut the commercial. I'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. All right, everyone, welcome back to my podcast. I hope you are still around. Got a lot to say. I have a lot to say. You know, this song is called Creepy. I'm going to dedicate this song to Creepy Joe because, you know, that's what he is. He's really creepy. Unfortunately, you know, Halloween comes and goes in one day a year. We have, we are stuck with Creepy Joe for about three and a half more years. Can we survive it? Hmm, that's a good question. And I'm not being sarcastic there. I'm really kind of scared. I'm scared for my own business. I'm scared for America. I'm scared for the world. Joe Biden has literally destabilized the entire world, not just the United States, the entire world, because he is the most powerful man in the world. And he is also one of the most idiotic men in the world. Or he is most one of the most corrupt men in the world. This guy is just full of it. And it, it is just sad. It is really sad. You don't want to back up uh, maybe about a year, just about a year, during the, the presidential debates. And the Hunter Biden, remember the laptop from Hill that came out? And now we learn that it was 100, it's 100% true. Everything on top of that laptop is 100% true. All right? So... You know, the naked pictures of Hunter Biden and him, you know, smoking dope. And um, that's all true. Um, And on top of that, the emails are 100% all true. Now, what do those emails outline? They outline Joe Biden utilizing the vice president, the office of the vice president to enrich his family. Now, what did Joe Biden do during the presidential um, debates? He came out there and said that this whole Hunter Biden laptop thing was a result of a Russian conspiracy theory. These were the Russians. This was all planted by the Russians, and it's all fake. It was Russia, Russia, Russia. It was a bad lie, and Joe Biden's voters bought it hook, line, and sinker. This guy just flat out lied to you. The media said it was just it was also the Russians. They... <laughs> they also said that Giuliani was working for Russia. Again, a flat-out lie. And it was a bad lie. But yet, I guess a lot of Americans believed it. A lot of Americans. You know, my aunt, she didn't even, you know, she didn't even hear about it because the media decided to, to censor it. And, you know, Chris Cuomo, was it Chris Cuomo? No, I'm sorry. I'm far, I forgot his name. I'm, I'm sorry, it's not Chris Cuomo. Uh, it, it was, uh, what was it? Chris Wallace, Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace there, he protected Joe Biden 
by changing the subject of the laptop from hell when Trump brought it up. He changed it to environmentalism, right? All of a sudden, we're going to talk about global warming. And, and there we go. This is what the Democrats do. This is what the Democrats do. They, they just shove all, of their, shove all of their problems off to the side, and then they change the narrative, and they're hoping that you're too stupid to go back to remember. And I'll tell you what, a lot of Americans out there, I hate to say this, they are too stupid. You know, when I started studying personality types, personality behaviors, um, and learning about self-help, and this is, again, all had to, it all has to do with, you know, thinking and living healthy mentally, not physically, mentally, what goes on in the brain. One of the problems that a lot of humans go through, including myself, including all of us, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me, I'm talking about Trump, Joe Biden, everyone, because this is just the sinful nature of human beings the flawed nature of human beings, is that we worry too much about the future and complain too much about the past and we don't live in the present because we can't really control the future. As much as we want to think we can control the future, we can't, all right? We just can't. What we can do in life is control what's happening today, what's happening tomorrow, you know, somewhat, but more so what's happening this very second. That's what's most important. Live for the now. Live for today. You can plan for the future. You can hope for the future, right? That's what hope is for. But complaining about the past, bringing up the past, is unhealthy, all right? So if you want to think better, you just live in the now. Now, like what I said before, complaining about the past, worrying about the future, that is the definition of unhealthy thinking. Now, what do the Democrats do? They don't want us to think about the now. None whatsoever. They don't want you to think about high inflation. They don't want to think, you think about the high crime rate plaguing all of our cities, the high homeless rate, the skyrocketing prices of real estate, making, making real estate almost un unaffordable for you know, the, the, the person who's a first-time buyer out there. Here in Hawaii, the, the average price of a house is a little over a million dollars. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine your kid coming out of college with the student debt and saying, hey, you want to live here in Hawaii, son or daughter like that, right? You know, you can't because your house is going to cost $1.05 million. And that's just starting. So you know for a fact that here living in Hawaii, you can't buy a starter home. You got to go move to the mainland. I'm sorry, you're out of here. That's what's happening right now. But Joe Biden and the Democrats, even our local governor, they're not worried about that. They're not worried about the crime. All they worry about is the past. They live in the past where America had a much more flawed past of racism, segregation, corrupt cops, right? You know, uh, a, very, a very large gap between, between the middle class wealthy and poor. We were very much a flawed nation before. Okay, and we're still not a perfect nation. We can always strive to be a perfect nation, but we were not that nation that they claim to be. We are not the nation that they claim to be right now. They rewrote the present. They took the past of all the, of all the sins of our past and brought it to our present. And we're not that nation. When I look around, I don't see segregation based upon racial, racial grounds, never. We're not racially segregated. Not at all. We're segregated based upon our vaccine right now. 
I see those who are not being able to be not being able to go into restaurants because they're not vaccinated. They can't hold down jobs because they're not vaccinated. But right now, are the Democrats even worried about that real segregation that's going on? No, they're not. Absolutely not. Absolutely. They're saying, oh, this is all about health. But that's all BS. It's not all about health. Why, is the, why do policemen or police women, whatever you want to say, have to be vaccinated when the illegal immigrants coming across the border don't have to be vaccinated or even tested for COVID before entering our country? They can just walk across, right? You know, yesterday or maybe a couple days ago, the, the Democrats voted in majority to, say, to, to, to outlaw any vaccine mandate for illegal immigrants crossing the border. So we can't even jab them in the arm with a vaccine. But apparently they can go to your schools, go to school without a vaccine. They can go to restaurants without a vaccine. They can hold down a job without a vaccine. Right? Does that even say that is that does that even sound fair? Does that even sound what building back better means? Okay? Not you know the answer to that. I don't have to answer it. I don't have to answer that. You're smart. I know my listeners are smart. Moving on. Worrying about the future. What's on the Democrats' minds? Oh, we're always talking about climate change. Worrying about climate change all the time. And that's what Joe Biden is over there in Europe somewhere. I'm not really sure. I'm not really paying attention. I don't care. They're all talking about the climate summit. These rich people are, t- are worrying about the climate summit. And now how do they want to, want to actually control the climate? Well, they want more of your taxpayer dollars. What for? To build more solar, solar panels? more windmills, to invest in more battery technology? And will this actually change the weather? Absolutely not. All of it's based upon a freaking lie. Uh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about climate change really quick. I'm going to go off the tangent right now. All right? Here, there was a timeline. I was going to complain about Joe Biden, but this we will circle back to complaining about Joe Biden because this has everything to do with it. But I want to make sure all my listeners right here, all the people who listen to my podcast, know how much of a crock this whole climate change thing is. All right. So if you ever zoomed in to the graph that measures climate change or measures the temperature of the earth, you'll see a big fluctuation in temperature. It goes up, down, up, down, up, down, then it jack, jacks up, right? And all of a sudden, you start panicking. You're saying, whoa, holy, holy crap. This little graph here is actually just headed up. It's just inching up, and oh my God, if we continue in th- on, on this route, man, the oceans are going to boil. Has any of one of you taken the time to look at the graphs and how, they're actually exp- how they are measured? They're measured in tenths of a degree, sometimes even hundreds of a degree or thousands of a degree. Yes, this graph is zoomed in drastically. It is zoomed in. Now, when you start zooming into any type of graph or anything like that, it's inaccurate. You can't make barbecue. To, you can't make barbecue like that. You can't touch up photos by zooming it into the pixel. You can't do this. You can't do this because it's inaccurate. You don't even measure 
dosages of medicine this way with that much of, with a hundredth or a thousandth of, 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 a, of a measurement. You don't do that. Not at all. All right? Not with all medicines. Usually you have a, you have a buffer zone, right? You have a buffer zone. You have, you have a operating zone. So for example, when I make barbecue, our ideal temperature is maybe 275. But it may go up to 280. It may go up to 300. It may go down to 250. We're not really too bothered about that, right? Not at all. But apparently they're telling you that the operating temperature of the earth is within a tenth of a, deg- a, tenth of a degree and they're worrying about two degree, a two degree rise in temperature over the course of a hundred years. Two degree rise. The temperature within the course of a day varies more within two degrees. Your, te- your air conditioner is not, even a- is not able to measure within a tenth of a degree. All right? It can't measure 61.1, 61.2, 61.3. It's not that accurate. So how are they measuring the earth with that much accuracy? You can't. You absolutely can't. My, my major question is when you talk about climate change, you look at this graph. I want to know how accurate that temperature is, first of all, all right? Secondly, I want to know what the ideal operating temperature of the earth should be. And it's not perfect because the operating temperature of anything is not perfect. The operating temperature of your body ranges between a several, several, tenth, a several degrees, not tenth of a degree, not whatsoever. The operating temperature, what is the ideal operating temperature of the earth? You ask any climate alarmist, what is the ideal operating temperature of the earth? And they will, they will not know how to answer you. They'll say, well, a lot cooler than it is now. No, I want to know an exact temperature, please. And I want to know how you're measuring this temperature to a tenth or a thousandth or a hundredth of a degree with inaccuracy because you can't do that. If you put a thermometer... In, in the sun, it's going to be about 10 degrees hotter or even 20 degrees hotter than when you put a, a thermometer inside the, uh, in a shade. If you put it next to the road, it's going to be way hotter than when you put it next to a tree. When you put it on a boat, it'll be way, it'll be way cooler. And what if, what if you get water that, that actually, uh, that actually uh, splashes it? It'll get even cooler. We have more temperatures around the equator than on the North Pole. So these temperature gauges are not even are not even distributed evenly. They hover around the equator. And we're saying we know what the, the average temperature of the earth is when we don't we are not measuring these temperatures evenly. They're not evenly spaced um, from each other. We don't say, hey, put a temperature gauge every three feet or every hundred miles. No. They're just randomly placed, and in fact, they're placed upon rooftops by freeways. By in, in metropolis areas where buildings will raise your temperature naturally. We all know the roads and sidewalks are a lot hotter than grass, right? This is how they're measuring your temperature and making you worry. And for all of that crap, this is about worrying about the future. And what do they want to do about the future? They want to take your money, 
They, and they, they want to they control what you do, what type of business you run, what type of car you can buy, maybe, maybe even how many children you can have. Because they say that climate change is an existential threat. And what do they always say? say what, what did they say about COVID being an existential threat? And what did they do when, when they said COVID was an existential threat? They shut down your business. They told you, you have to do this, take that medicine in order to do your work, in order to go to school, in order to study, in order to travel. You have to do this. COVID, to them, is an existential threat. Global warming, to them, is, a, is an existential threat. And now, what do they want to do? Well, they haven't really released their full agenda. But I tell you what, they have an agenda. Joe Biden has an agenda. Obama has an agenda. And I'll tell you what, right now, what else are they doing? They're purposely raising gas prices. So we will be forced, in their mind, we will be forced to hop on board with their climate agenda and all buy electric cars. But I'll tell you one thing. Democrats, Joe Biden, Obama, they don't live in the now. And when they look, they only worry about the future. They don't think about the future. They're only worried about, you know, you know, more storms, more hurricanes, you know, more, more uh, forest fires, you know, you know, more forest fires caused by global warming. When that's a total, you know, bunch of BS. I'll, I'll let you know this. Okay. As a pit master, I burn wood. I burn wood for not for a living. I do weddings for a living, but I will be burning wood for a living because my barbecue company is, is going to be started up. All right. It's going to be starting up. So I'll tell you what, when you burn wood, if you want to burn wood efficiently, it has to be split and it has to be dried. Some people kill and dry it. I don't like it, but it has to be dried. I naturally dry mine. Because if you have what they call green wood and it's not split and you just try to light it on fire, it won't light. It won't light. Do this. If any of you are by a computer right now, Google images of forest fires. You will find that the trees, the tree trunks themselves, after the forest fire is done, the trees are still there. They're still alive. They didn't burn. They, don't, they won't burn. Even a big forest fire can't burn them down. I tell you what, because again, that tree is green. It has, still has water inside of it. They're tough. Maybe branches will burn down, but the actual tree, and again, the leaves will burn down, but the tree trunk, it's not going to burn in, inside. You know, it, it's not. Some may burn, but the majority won't. And that's why after you have, you know, a fire, even a controlled fire burn, a controlled burn, those trees will come back. Those, those leaves, they're going to stop blossoming and those, that tree would still continue to grow. They can withstand a forest fire, right? And they won't spontaneously combust because the earth is about a quarter of a, or a thousandth of a degree warmer. No, that won't happen. Why do forest fires happen? Why do they burn uncontrollably? It's because of all the kindling and dry brush that the, that the, the, um, that the governors are not clearing. They're not telling, they're not telling their, um, their, their uh, I guess, their custodial service or their forest managers to actually clear the brush. You know, you have to clear the brush because that's what actually causes fires. That's what causes, you know, you know, 
kindlings and brush, the, the twigs, that, they burn so hot and fast. And the wind just whips it up and then it blows it onto houses. And the houses, because again, houses are all made out of dry wood, they just light up like a Christmas tree. The, for, the actual you know, forest trees won't light up on fire as much, even though it looks like it is. You know, you know, but again, <laughs> that's global warming is not causing these forests to spontaneously combust. Most of the time, they're caused by someone flinging a cigarette or a you know a campfire or something like that, like you know, or a strike of lightning that go that, that hits there, and then all of that dry brush, which isn't cleared, all of a sudden starts up, and you have these high powered winds, and they just go. That fire just goes. So it's not global warming that's causing climate, that's causing forest fires. It's bad forest management. All right? But again, what do they want you to do? They don't want to clear the forest. In fact, in California, they don't even want you to use gas chainsaws to clear the forest anymore. You got to use electric chainsaws, which aren't even close to as efficient. How do you like that? This Biden administration, <laughs> they're off, they're off, <sighs> I don't kind of think of the right, right word, I'm going to say they're off, the, off their tracks, but they're more than that. I'll think of a better word as we're going on. So, I'm going to circle back now again, like I, t- I promise you, we're going to go back to, to Joe Biden, back to this timeline on what they're doing now with all of this illegal immigration. If the, if the climate change thing doesn't bother you. This is going to piss you off. And this is what I really wanted to talk about. So right now, the Democrats claim to, I guess, they, they actually claim to, to want the, the, um, the rich to pay their fair share. Now, I kind, of agree with, I kind of agree with them there. I want the rich to pay their fair share. I don't think it's fair that Jeff Bezos pays more than me in taxes. I don't think it's fair that Amazon and Facebook and all of these really big 500 fortune companies pay more in taxes than Dream Weddings Hawaii. All right? I just don't think it's fair because there's a lot of, you know, the, you know these big companies, they have a lot of lobbyists and it allows them to write off more than they can, allows them to like offshore money. And, you know, they just have very smart accountants. And again, you know, I understand that businesses take take, you know, money to run. But these businesses, they have to put something, some type of tax revenue back into, I guess, our government, our government coffers. They do, because I do, all right? I don't care what it is, just make it fair. If, if I have to pay 15%, well, they should pay 15%, right? You know, I don't care if you can write it off, write it off down to zero. You know, if I got to pay 15%, they should pay 15%. It should be as equal as that. I'm not telling them to pay more than 15%. Just pay what I pay. You know? It'll be fine. It'll be really fine. But here is, here is the problem I have right now. The Democrats and Joe Biden are targeting the wealthy by, by putting forth a proposal, I believe, which is in this budget deal to tax unrealized capital gains only for those who make $400 million or more. And this is, this is their starting point, right? So it's going to, only going to affect 
the very wealthy. Is four hundred million dollars or four hundred thousand? You know, it's one of those numbers: four hundred thousand or four hundred million. It's, it's some obscene number that you know I won't even come close to, for now. Maybe my barbecue company hits me hits me to that top bracket. Who knows? You never know. You never know when you do business. But I don't think it's fair. So what are unrealized profits or, or, or unrealized capital gains taxes? So an unrealized gain is a profit that you have made but not actually made. You only made it on paper. So let me try to explain that even more clearly. So say, for example, you buy a house for $100,000, right? And because the economy is hot, that house is, has not, is now worth $500,000, and your house that you bought one hundred thousand dollars in cash, there's no but there's no there's no bank loan on it, is does has now four hundred thousand dollars worth of equity inside of there. Now, it's equity on paper. You didn't sell it yet. So, what what's, what happens here? Joe Biden, under his rule or the Democrats' law, or the or the proposed law, they would like to tax that unrealized profit so that $400,000 that you made on paper, they want to tax you on that. All right? Now, it won't affect the majority of us, right? And in fact, I don't think it will affect any of us who are listening to me because I don't think uh, we fall into that 1% up there. But a tax that exists for the 1% can easily be made to affect others. All they have to do is expand <laughs> expand their umbrella, right? And usually what happens at the top trickles down to the middle class. It just happens that way. So that would mean that your unrealized capital gains will eventually be taxed because this is what the Democrats do. They will not be able to raise money, enough money to pay for their trillion dollar trillion-dollar um, projects, their trillion-dollar budget, just by enacting this tax. There's just not enough money. So what will happen with someone like Elon Musk? Well, so, so for example, Elon Musk, his stock, it goes up a billion dollars. On paper, he made a billion dollars today. One billion dollars, holy crap. Well, he, even though he didn't sell a single share, now he's going to get taxed on it, on taxed on one billion dollars. I don't think that's fair because he didn't take his profit off the table. Even though I want Elon Musk to pay his fair share, that's not fair. And I would defend Elon Musk or even Jeff Bezos because that's not fair to any of them. And on top of that, it would be a logistical nightmare. So for example, imagine their wealth goes up like, you know, in 10 days, $10 billion. Okay, we're going to tax it on that, them right there. Oh, in the next four days, it goes down by a couple billion dollars. So now, the, now the, um, the, the federal government owes them money? How, do you, how does that even work? It doesn't make any sense to me. Are you pissed yet? Now, if that doesn't piss you off, I'm going to piss you off even more. Because again, this is all part of Joe Biden's Building Back Better plan, right? Again, we were told the adults are in charge. That's why everything got effed up over there in Afghanistan and why $450,000 may be given to families who were separated on the border during the Trump administration. Yes, you got that right, people. 
$450,000 for every incident of child separation from their so-called parents to illegal immigrants who crossed the border into America during the Trump administration. And by the way, there are still, <laughs> there are still many families who are coming to America, who are breaking the law, and they're currently getting separated. It's not just a Trump thing. It's a Biden thing. It was an Obama thing. That's, that's what happens when you break the law. You get separated from your family. If you commit a crime, right now, pops goes to jail, kid stays at home. You're separated. It's what happens. That's part of breaking the law. Because you can't send the kid <laughs> into an adult prison. It's common sense, right? So apparently... Joe Biden and the Democrats want to pass this law or pass this, pass this executive order. I'm not sure what it is to give, <laughs> to give those families $450,000 for every incident. Well, a lot of Mexicans come over with a lot of kids. And there's not even a way to prove that these are, you know, they are, they're the kids of the people who, who they immigrated to America from or illegally immigrated to America from. You know, so they're, again, there's no way to tell, but they're going to get four hundred fifty grand. Maybe 900 grand if they have two kids. Some of them have three or four kids over a million dollars. Wow. And you're wondering, you know, Joe Biden's wondering, why are people, why are illegal immigrants coming to America? Why? He just won't get it. Or is he that stupid or is he that evil? Or is he a little bit of both? So unrealized capital gains and... $450,000 to illegal, illegal immigrants. Does that not piss you off? This is Building Back Better, everyone. Building Back Better. Where do we go from here? <laughs> it's Halloween, right? You always say trick or treat. This isn't a trick. This isn't a treat. This is just spooky. This is just flat out horror, people. This is worse than the movie I just saw. Halloween. This is worse than Michael Myers, people. Because Joe Biden is out there and he is stabbing us in the back, in the chest, in the arm, in the forehead. He, he's killing my business. You know, right now, you know, I run, I run Dream Wedding Sway. That's a company I started 20 plus years ago. It's tough. It's really tough. Because the, the, the Democrats, the mayors, the governors are in favor of segregating our population. I have grooms who are not vaccinated and their wives are vaccinated, right? And here in Hawaii, every single person has to be vaccinated at a wedding. So if they were to get married in Hawaii, the groom couldn't even attend his own wedding. And they're doing that for safety because again, the vaccines work. If the vaccines work, why is our state requiring couples to wear masks and to require them to social distance while they're at the wedding. So again, you have, to, you have to be vaxxed, you have to wear a mask, and you have to social distance yourself from you and your guest during the wedding. Why would anybody want to get married in Hawaii? I mean, I'm serious. It doesn't matter if you have 150 guests or, one, or, like, you know, or like two guests. Who the hell wants to you know, get married like that? That's not cool when you could just get married in the mainland, right? And have all the freedom you want. 
I mean, I'll tell you what. If I were getting married tomorrow or next month, I'd fly to the mainland. I would tell all my guests, hey, you know what? <laughs> all those who can afford it, we're all going to the mainland because we are just going to party it up. And we're, you know what? We're just going to stick the middle finger to all this mask, thing, mask mandates because over there in Florida, there's none of that crap going on. Over there in Texas, none of that crap. I would have my wedding in a nice red state where there's freedom, baby. <laughs> all right, people. It's getting late over here. I better go. I better go. It's about 3.10 a.m. Halloween's tomorrow. I have some work today. I have a photo shoot today. I'm going to be, be shooting a family. Oh, by the way, before I go, uh, <laughs> one really quick, cool thing. So uh, I'm, I'm headed out today with my with, with Pitmaster Keith, and we're going to you know, walk around Waikiki. And, um, and I just happen to be wearing my Let's Go Brandon shirt. You know, you, we all know what Let's Go Brandon means, right? It means F. Joe Biden. It is code for F. Joe Biden. By the way, I put that up on my website. I'm getting these inquiries that say, yeah, yeah, man, Steve, let's go, Brandon. We're booking with you just because you put that up. So <laughs> thank you very much for, for booking with me. So I put on my let's go, Brandon shirt, and uh, um, I got some pretty good compliments out there today. And it was really cool. Uh, some of the people who complimented me, I, had, I did not think they would be Trump supporters. The security guard. Over at um, Don Quixote, the, the, the supermarket, you know, this security guard, I'm, I don't think he's making a lot of money. I think he just makes, you know, maybe about a little bit above minimum wage. He told me, dude, nice shirt. Love the shirt. Love the shirt, man. And I just, I was like, wow. I told Pitmaster Keith, I said, man, you know, there are a lot of these people here who I would not stereotypically think that they are Trump supporters, but they are. They are. That's pretty cool. All right. I am out of here. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T-O Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ 2 Movies. Catch you around.